<laughs> I almost said, because I'm so used to when I'm sitting in front of a microphone. Oh, wait. The problem with picking a legendary song as your intro, you're like, I don't want to just hear the opening riff. I want to hear the entire damn thing. And that one, mm, Neil Young. As we kick off episode 272 of The Brian Oak Show. Wow. Uh, hi, I'm Brian Oak. That's Sean right over there. How are you, Sean? I am still on a high from last night. Last night was pretty amazing. God, wasn't that it? was fun. What did we do last night? We had a uh, Brian Oak Show Patreon event at the Hook and Ladder with Trailer Trash. Uh, one of my favorite things was all the people that had never seen Trailer Trash before right. that were absolutely blown away. Now, at quick early evening events, you don't expect the dance floor to be packed. People were just dancing up a storm, and they had a great time. It, it was reminded such a great me night. of the incredible legacy of Lee's Liquor Lounge. Yeah, me too. Because me too. like one of the upper Midwest final roadhouses, right? Like mm. That is something that is going to vanish into the sands of time as yes. everything is a condo with a Cub Foods underneath it. But, I mean, the the vibe they brought there and all the bands that played there, you know, Terry Walsh and so many others. Yes. But last night when we were there, the accordion came out oh. and, and like people were holding back. All of a sudden the accordion came out and people started dancing in profi- It was joyous last night, it, man. It was. It was like they were hearkening back to their German step-grandmother and when she used to take them around the dance floor with the polka. <laughs> I'm sure. Bringing them down to, I don't know what's a legendary polka place. Oh, Nye's Polonaise. Nye's is very good. Maybe Gasthouse Northeast, someplace like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I get the point. But it had that feeling. So thank you to all of our Patreon members who have been here from the beginning. By the way, in the last two days, apparently we created a little bit of FOMO because we have two new Patreon members. If anyone wants to be a Patreon supporter, moving forward, Sean and I promise to return to our commitment to getting you a live show at least every other month to get you out there. We'll find some new promo items. Finally done with tote bags. They're oh, gone. the tote bags are all gone. Lo, these many years later. But we'll find more stuff to bring you in the not-too-distant future, more shows. And if you want to support us, we really, really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show. Two things to take care of before we get to today's featured guests. Uh, we are in the Smart Start MN Studios. Smart Start is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean, Sean? It means that if you got a DUI and they say, we're taking away your license before you ever go to court because you're guilty before proven oh. innocent when it comes to DUIs, dang it! Um, you probably probably need a way to be able to get to work, uh, get to school, get to, you know, take your kids to their anything, jujitsu lessons, javelin and, lessons, javelin, whatever it might yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, jart throwing lessons. Do you know that I have a perfectly illegal set of jarts, oh, up to and including sweet. the white plastic circles in a grocery bag in my garage? Did you put just a little bit of goat's blood at the end of them? Because I think when people go out to the garage, just that they see Why do you have to a make little it weird, bit of man? dried blood on I, I feel like jarts, exactly I feel, I feel like I jarts are dangerous <laughs> enough just by existing. Just a little bit of human hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Were That's we, how my brain works, Brian. I'm sorry. It's were just we doing how a commercial? We were. We were. Oh, so if you this happens to you, go to Smart go or anybody, yeah. uh, anybody listening. I was speaking to the listeners. It did happen to me, but more than 20 years yeah. ago, but it was yeah. a fucking drag. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation 
of the ignition interlock system. It is the Brian Oak Show now with 20% more swearing. Do you have anything you want to say? Fuck no. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we also hey, should Hey, mine take- was like general and yours is like right at me well not really at you just it was a sort general of, fuck i was saying that to the universe okay you're just part of the universe that's true uh, we also want to thank moxie wealth management uh moxiewealthmanagement.com uh joe was our guest recently on the podcast here he's also our newest sponsor and he might have brought his extended family from the old country last night and it was wonderful i love whether I'm at theater, and we've got a couple of theater nerds like us uh, here today. Whoa, 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 us. Don't drag me down. You that had some theater. I know about your Gandalf, your Gandalf uh Merlin. Merlin, sorry, I forgot who it was. Gandalf. Whatever. Merlin, Gandalf. Not, One wizard, uh, oh, another. I'm sorry, all wizards look alike to you? Is that it? Uh, we maybe, all look the same? Uh, I am a wizardist. It's true. Um, <clears throat> but... Where, where was I going with this? You were going that we had oh, all oh, of his oh, family oh. here One of my favorite things night. to do... At theater or at, you know, going to see a band is looking over at the other people and how they're reacting. Like if I'm at a great theater show or at a, you know, seeing a concert, I look over at other people just to see their joy. And that was Joe and his friends and family who had never seen Trailer Trash before. Right. And they were just going apeshit. They just absolutely loved it. So it was really cool. And you've got a whole band that is absolutely packed with incredible talent and people are out there dancing. His whole family was fantastic, and Joe's a good guy. That's why we bring up Mm -hmm. Moxie Wealth Management. If you're at that point in your life where you're like, hmm, maybe I should do something with my money because it seems like this is going to last about four months after I retire, you can do better than that. You can do more than that, and this is where the entire Moxie team comes into play. Yeah, there's people that signed up for their 401k matching thing many years ago, or they started an IRA, and they haven't heard from their financial person in many, many years, and it turns out that money's kind of accumulated Well, people like Joe, he's got a whole team of people, like a tax person, lawyers, all those people that all kind of meet with you at once and take care of you at once. Right. And it's a great opportunity to roll over your IRA IRA to somebody that's going to do this from a team mentality and is actually going to get back to you with frequency uh, and stay in front of you as well. So go to moxiewealthmanagement.com and get in touch uh, with Joe and his team. Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. Sorry, Joe. It's Friday. I'm fried. <laughs> Coming up next. Perfect, wasn't a perfect read this time. but well, It was pretty good. It was close. It was close. Unbelievable. Well, we've got... <laughs> We've got a couple of professionals joining us here very shortly to talk about a big new upcoming show. In this day and age, when everything's on fire and everything is terrible, nothing's more important than laughter. So we'll be checking in just ahead with Josh and Brad to find out what they might do to alleviate the incessant suffering of the human condition. Right here, a song by an Australian artist who, in 2001, this song started a five-week run at number one on the UK charts. It went to number one in 40 different countries. How's that? Very Casey Kasem, right? One of the first artists I ever met in my life in Phoenix, Arizona. <gasps> yep, back you in like met her. 87, 88, when she had the song Locomotion, which was a cover. It was, but, she, yeah. she was Debbie Gibson back yeah, then, she and was. then she went on to be the international Madonna, except 
here in the U.S. One of my all-time favorites, Kylie Minogue on The Brian Oak Show. Episode 272 of The Brian Oak Show with little Kylie Minogue. Hi, I'm Brian, that's Sean, and we welcome into the fold right now Josh Carson and Brad Erickson. Now, Hello. Hello. Most people think of thespians as filthy hippies. 
Don't you? The end. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm We're kidding. Like carnies. We go from town to town just saying, come look at us, please. Well, I was going to say, I have a friend. Uh, the only reason I said that, and it was a terrible joke, but I have one friend who refused to go with me to the Renaissance Festival this year because he's like, it's filled with dirty thespians, isn't it? I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, they just are expressing themselves. They're having the time of their lives. He's like, oh, never. I actually have a bunch of, I have friends that are in the Ren Fest, and mm-hmm. somebody uh, posted something uh, the week the Queen died and said, oh, God, the Ren Fest is going to be insufferable this weekend. <laughs> and then I commented on That's it. I said, perfect. what do you mean this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. There's so much to hate there, but when I was much younger, (laughs) there is, like it or not, but there's also a lot to love there. Since my late teens, I've had friends who've worked out there and still do today. There's something about, like, I don't want to go and spend 12 hours there. Uh, However, you know, having a few people try out their worst British accent ever on me, (laughs) I'm all right, you know? And back in the day when I used to drink a couple couple glasses of mead and it was all right i just the people watching at the state fair is obviously all time legendary but the people watching at the ren fest it's just a little dingier a little more bikier a little more fantasy oriented you know what i'm talking about yeah they're all like sunstroked and a little <laughs> you know exactly. heat exhaustion is wearing in and they're a little delirious and, and you know and then like i mean i'm not really a turkey leg guy but fuck i will murder a scotch egg sean i'll mm, tell you that right now so good brad, josh oh sorry go ahead well, i was gonna say brad and i have done our fair share of uh the interactive theater genre uh like tony and tina's wedding right. oh, yeah. prom all that kind of stuff and it has ruined me for those type of events for the rest of my life because there's two types of people that if they've done that kind of uh, work before, they're like, uh-huh. oh, I'll participate. I'll give them what they want. I'll, I'll give them a little <laughs> yes and. And then I'm just walking around. I'm like, don't notice me. Don't look at me. I'm just standing in the back. Eyes down. <laughs> Eyes down. I'm eating. I'm eating my scotch egg. Eyes down. So, Josh, let's start with you. You have been doing theater, interactivity, whatever you'd like to call it, being a very expressive local person for a long time. <laughs> But when was the first time that, that you felt it? kind of ominous. Josh like, Carson, been, expressive local person. You've been interactively <laughs> oppressing people for a long time I didn't now. say like, oppressing. Like, I said expressing, <laughs> all right? But what I want to know is because you're so good at it and you're natural at it, everybody thinks that when they see somebody who is expressive or is confident outward, that doesn't. it's not how you are. It's years of experience. It's practice. And it may be how you are. But what I want to know, because we've never had a chance to really dig this deep, when was the first time that you were showing out or singing a song or doing something and people were involved or responded to the point where you're like, holy shit, I could do this? Uh, we, we have gotten into this, actually, because I did tell this story the previous time did I was you? on the podcast. Yeah, and this is actually a story that's going to be featured in our upcoming show here. But um, Go on. We were at... Uh, uh, I was at the um, kindergarten orientation. Oh, <laughs> oh I do. Yeah, remember you do remember this. Yeah, but it's a good story if you want to give me yeah, the elevator and it was version. Just for the just for the parents, and then finally uh, the principal said, "Does anybody have any questions?" My hand shot up. My mom shat her pants and said, "No, don't." And uh, <laughs> the principal said, "What's your question?" And I I said, uh, "How do you catch a squirrel?" Lame joke, but I think it's pretty oh, yeah. good for a kindergartner. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how. Like, you climb up a tree and yak like a nut, and I snap back real proud Boom. of my punchline. And the entire Fucking room, mic drop. Yeah, the entire room <laughs> erupted in laughter. And then there was this part of me that was just like, I just did that to everybody. Everybody. That, that 
I like this feeling. <laughs> like, and that I've been chasing that uh, dragon ever since. So. Well, I mean, it, but the first hit's always the deepest, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, they're like, oh, and you're like, just like a crack addict, you keep trying to get back to that sweet spot. But, well, good luck. I hope it happens Thank you. for you. <laughs> it's, been go- it's been going on 43 years now. So, <laughs> Brad, you are also. Um, a notable person of expression here in the Twin Cities. Where does it start for you? Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Much like you, yeah. Well, so, I was born in Oregon, grew yeah. up here. But oh. yeah, I, dude, the Pacific Northwest, if I didn't have all my friend and family here, there's nowhere I'd rather live. You have everything out there. You have deep desert. You have the darkest, most primordial forest I've ever been in. You've got the ocean. You've got incredible urban areas. Oregon literally has everything. Mountains. Yeah. I, all of it. Yeah, we, we grew up right outside of Astoria. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when the Goonies filmed there, and we, we had moved to Minnesota by then, but so whenever we watch that, it's yeah. like that's our postcard. That's, that's our home. missing photo album. Yeah. yeah. And my brother eloquently put, every time we go back, we go up to Astoria. And I was like, why do we keep doing that? You know, it's like we don't really know anybody up here. We don't yeah. do much. And he's like, we're the Goonies that had to move away. I know. Wow. And it is. It's 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 a deep deep pull but every time we're there we have to go to Astoria. So what brings you to Minnesota? Uh I don't know. Um uh, no. I, <laughs> no. My uh it's a long story but my my grandparents How about the short version of that? My story? grandparents were running a farm and they were getting too old and my mo- grandmother had gotten glaucoma so she was mm. going blind so we moved to take over the family farm in All the right. uh, early 80s. Can I ask what kind of farm? It was, it was a dairy farm. Dairy farm. Yeah. My grandpa was still milking by hand into a milk can. I was going to yeah. Really? Yes. So yeah. This I, has I, all the makings of a sitcom. I know, know right. right. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I got a Green Acres thing happening yeah. in my right, head right. right now. So we went from Goonies to uh, Little House on the Prairie, basically, because there was an outhouse there. Um, we, yeah, it was 1981. Are you telling uh, me that you've had your bare hands on cow udders before? Yes. Would you say more than 100 times? Mm, probably, yeah, I would say more than 100 times, because we used to clean them even after we got milkers. Okay. That was my- gross. <laughs> did you wash your hands before you came in here today? Uh, yes. When did, I think when does oh, when, no. when does acting and expressing yourself become oh. an important part of who you are? <laughs> well, what's right? Brad, Brad started from I, the beginning. I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. my God, I mean, I we've thought, only got forty five. I know. Minutes, I thought this was a biography. Was oh no, that boy, was great. you're really, I'm, you're really I'm, doing I'm, some uh, Mark Maron shit here. Now tell me everything. Tell me about yeah, your Yeah, no, eyes. I mean, like now, when your mother used <laughs> to sorry. fold the fitted sheets, how did she do? <laughs> no, I want to know when you became a performer. So it was second grade or third grade and we were doing a class play and i had to play the role of the king and i took it really seriously well, uh, you're the king. Uh, right you right, should take right, it right. seriously i've heard it on good authority that it's good to be the it's king. it's good to be the <laughs> oh, almost without exception <laughs> but so it sort of happened by accident because i you know they said oh, now you got to say your lines really loud and really bold and i looked down and i instead of the line i, I think the king was supposed to say yes and i just went King, yes, <laughs> and everyone, you know, anyway, it was just everyone kind of stopped lost what they're doing it. and lost it. Yeah, the teacher just lost. That's was classic. Like, oh, you can kind of mess things up, and that's funny. Well, it's funny, but also <clears throat> a powerful lesson. Only read what's after the colon. Right? Okay. It took Only a while. The, uh, but that's all right. You yeah. got there, right? Uh, we'll talk about the show you two have coming up just ahead. But first, I hate to go too long without any music. And... Oh. um this first song, I don't, uh, I don't know what to say because if you can see what I'm eating right here, 
It's a new go fiber delish, as in tenacious D, as in their brand new signature fiber bar. I just went and saw them on Monday night. I was up past my bedtime, which got the week off to a rocky start. And you have chosen a song by Tenacious D. That's right. Tell me about it. Well, um, this is because uh, we're we're doing a, a a comedic duo show, and I was like, oh, what what are some comedy duos? Obviously, there's Tenacious D, and uh, this particular song, Friendship, was featured in. Uh, the new Rescue Rangers reboot movie that came out this year. Really? Yeah, and that's when I realized this movie's kind of going a little more hardcore than your usual kids movie. <laughs> and yeah, that movie had no business being as good as it is because it's the Lonely Island guys doing it, and it's hilarious, and I think it's made for people our age and not kids. And then, Right. Because the opening song in the movie is Friendship by Tenacious D. Sorry, was that me at the end there? Apologize. <laughs> I saw them Monday night at Surly Brewing Festival Field, and I've traveled to Atlanta to see them live before. I am a lifelong and entirely unironic Tenacious D fan. Motherfuckers know how to rock, man. They know how yeah. to put a proper band behind them, too. And anyone who will reduce them to a comedy duo, A, fuck you. Yeah. And B... I guess I'll, I'll see myself out. Yeah, but. go ahead. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Uh, Josh Carson and Brad Erickson are joining us right now. You have an upcoming show. Now, you both have performed a great deal around town, but you've got a brand new show coming up. Tell me the name of the show. Uh, the show is called Josh and Brad in We Only Murder in This Building featuring Brad and Josh. Okay, and for the reference for the handful of people who have not heard of it or haven't seen it, Only Murders in the Building, I only recently started watching, and... Obviously, Martin Short, Steve Martin, right? But even Selena Gomez, I like the whole bit, and as the first season unfolds, and I'm still, no spoilers, please, but obviously, you're basing it on that, so it's, one more time, what's the name of the title? 
Josh and Brad in We Only Murder in This Building featuring Brad and Josh. Very important to get all the billing in there. Yes. Well, and, and I Thank agree. You. And Thank you. I mean, like, it's important to have both your names in the title twice. <laughs> twice. And, that does and not we flip-flop seem- yeah. 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 Oh, so, no. Sure. Oh, see? so it's a co-headlining bill exactly. is what you're saying. Exactly. It's a, it's a Steve McQueen, Paul uh, Newman thing from uh, Tower and Inferno. <laughs> when they said, <laughs> oh. Where's it happening? Uh, it's at the Bryant Lake Bowl. Where else? That well, is the building we will only murder it. But it's also... That's a fun place to play, right? It is. I mean, it's it it swoops up a bit there in the back, so you start to feel like you're in the nosebleeds at the state fair. But if you're down, I mean, I, I like that place very much. But for a performer, it's obviously very different. I mean, it's a very small, intimate stage. You've got a very confined space to work with, and then it has to bleed all the way up. What is it like to perform at the BLB? Boy, I you know, it's... It is, and it's kind of like a weird deceptive, like, oh, it just feels like a small space, but you're right. You it's have a big to really, room. You have to work at at doing that, but it's so intimate, it's so cozy, and it's we've always considered it our playground. Yeah. And because they welcome us back with whatever weird, strange, unique, stupid ideas we might have. <laughs> and they let um, us get away with a lot of stupid in that yeah, building. They do. okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I love humility, and I love the, fa- I love the fact that you are self-deprecating. But let's be honest, most of the work that the two of you do is wildly popular, and you you pack the place every time. Well, uh, we every pack the place. Not every time. Yeah. Okay, but I, You're I'm very mostly, kind. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But my point is, I appreciate the self-deprecation because that's one <laughs> of keep, my... I'll keep it coming. <laughs> humi- humility is my is one of my favorite human attributes, but you do, you do good work. And this right here, so what is the premise then? Well, um... It's not exactly a takeoff of Only Murders in the Building. We're just kind of using that title as a pun. But we are approaching it with the energy of the uh, the Steve Martin, Martin Short stage show that they've been touring with the last few years. And it's on Netflix as well. Uh, but we thought it would be funny if we, because uh, we have been performing at uh, the Bright Lake Bowl for a while. In particular, a show called A Very Die Hard Christmas, mm-hmm. which some people may or may not have heard of on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've been doing that show for about 10 years now. And so I thought... Wouldn't it be funny if Brad and I just get up there and it's like we're doing the victory lap that Steve Martin and Martin showed up to? Like, we are these two titans of show business. Here we are at the back room of a bowling alley. Uh, Who could have imagined from humble, the Oregon farm to right here in the back of a bowling alley? (laughs) I like it. All right. So that's coming up soon. We'll talk more about that show and other things you both have in the works. Um, I mean, it's the back room of a bowl. Yeah, you're right. It's the back room of a bowling alley. Sorry about that. What's our next song? Well, Brad, do you want to set up the next one Oh, gosh. Is it Shake a Tail Feather? Shake a Tail Feather. I used to work at a theme restaurant at DeBevix. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? I remember it well. Yeah. So there's one in Chicago that probably is most most people here would would know. Um, But they opened up several, and I worked at the one in Phoenix and the one in Beverly Hills. And it's one of those 50s diners that's kind of exploded on itself. You telling uh, me that you worked at Ed DeBevix in three different cities? Uh, two. Okay, two. All Phoenix right. Phoenix right. and Beverly Hills. Gotcha. But the one everyone knows is the one in Chicago, and right. they were really rude there. That's kind of what they were known mm-hmm. for. Well, they were mean um, to you. I remember. Yeah. We weren't necessarily mean because we were in Beverly Hills. You couldn't really do that there. Um, so we were just more fun, more playful, a little bit more insider uh, industry uh, friends. Kind of uh, lifted the whole concept. Um, yeah, Marta Kaufman used to come in all the time, and she loved 
what we did there. And so uh, she kind of uh, wrote that into Friends. Oh. Yeah, um, Monica got a job at a place. She was in that 50s diner. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's based on Ed Debevix. In oh. fact, four or five people that I worked with would do those episodes. So then they had authentic Ed Debevix dancers and entertainers. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of a, that kind of a thing. And you got up and danced like every 20 minutes. On Friends, they did the YMCA. But our favorite, uh, well, my favorite anyway, but most of the people that worked there loved to do this song just because it's, I don't know, it's such high energy and it's fun. It's Blues Brothers and it's, you know, it's got, it's, it's everything. And Ray, Ray Charles, oh my gosh. Does it get any better? Well, I heard about the fella you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Arguably the best scene in the movie. Excellent choice right there. Uh, We'll continue our conversation with Josh and Brad and Brad and Josh coming up momentarily. But first, (laughs) we need to turn our attention to Sean. Sean, in addition to being my business partner, my longtime personal friend, is also co-owner of the Brian Oak Show podcast. He's also a realtor for the Edina Realty location in 50th and France. I am indeed. uh, The market's changing a little bit, but it's still pretty hot. It's still pretty strong. I think for people that wanted to move a year ago they're still moving interest rates have gone up a little bit but i always say if you look at 
the history of interest rates, we're still way lower than we were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So. Well, and even if you go back further, like, I don't want to be a weirdo and say, yeah. you know, back in my day. Back in I, the 70s. I, I was a little kid in the 70s, but in yeah. the 70s, interest rates were up over 20%. Oh, they were. At their very peak, they were absolutely crazy. I mean, outrageous. So, so it's obviously not been that way for a long no. time, but it's still a good time to move, buy, sell, whatever. Yeah, interest rates are up a little bit, but you're also not going to pay 40 grand over asking when you go to buy a place and be in, you know, have 17 people offering at the place. So there's less heartbreak right now as well. So. Right. If you know somebody looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician. I'm going to keep doing that forever. We started it with the pandemic, and we're just going to keep it rolling. Last night, uh, we had our first Patreon event mm. in Too Many Moons, right? Yes. And it was great. With uh, Trailer Trash, they were fantastic. Thanks so to everybody good. who came out. Got a couple new Patreon members as of today. So moving forward, Sean and I are making a pledge. We will do this every two to three months. Does mm-hmm. that seem fair? Yeah, we're going to do one before the holidays for sure to help Absolutely. celebrate our three-year anniversary and the holidays. Three years? Three years. Huh. Seems like a long time. <laughs> Josh Carson and Brad Erickson are our guests right now. Tell me the name of the show one more time. It is Josh and Brad in We Only Murder in This Building featuring... Brad and Josh. Bright Lake Bowl starting when? October 7th, 8th, 14th, and 15th. Somebody's birthday. Uh, we do open on my birthday, which what? is Josh Tober 7th, also known as Josh Toberfest. Wow, <laughs> nice. Also known as? Also known as, legally, legally. From a marketing standpoint, it's a really smart idea to open a show on your birthday. Because yeah. that's like, uh, you know what? If you want to buy me a present, 15 bucks at the door. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah, nice. you know. Not my first rodeo. Well, exactly. But you know what? <laughs> We're all out here in our grind every single day. Yeah. And if you can find a new avenue to success and access and scooping up the bag, congratulations. So the show is running two weekends in a row, those Friday and Saturday nights? Yep, yep, yep. What would you say if, I mean, there are a lot of people, right, who love local theater and they come out all the time and they're ardent supporters. You see a lot of the same faces. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a tremendous number of people like, I never go to see comedy live, right? And I love comics. I watch mm-hmm. their clips online all the time. I love comedy, but I don't ever think to go out and do it for an evening's entertainment. And I think that there are plenty of people out there who like the idea of theater they're I, they probably think you're wonderful people and very funny but they just don't bother to go to a place even as unassuming as the blb what should people know about this show why should people get off of their lazy asses quit watching ancient aliens in their oh, underwear wow. and come out to i'm talking about myself oh, I, I get that. Uh, but, but, and come out to the show <laughs> what's interesting about theater in the modern age well first of all i love your aggressive marketing stance <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Dipshits, get out of here. Get off your ass. You know what I was doing there? I was having a self pep talk. Is what uh, I, was doing. I was actually talking to me that entire time. Like, why are you just going to go sit around and do nothing? Go out and do something. But I mean, like, why is theater interesting to the both of you? It's obviously fun to perform. What's in it for the people who decide to show up and pay the 450 bucks or whatever your tickets cost? I think there's a little element that. Um, and probably not just a little element, but a big element that Josh and I share, and I think it's prevalent in just about every show we've done, where we're even up until the last minute, like editing or oh, what if we did this or what if we added this? And I think there's a showmanship there that that has always sort of been there. And I think when we get together, whether it's just us or other people and other groups, that always um, 
that was just kind of snowballs. So we're always kind of going to inject this with either surprises or surprise ourselves. I mean, we kind of mentioned Die Hard before, which was, and one of the things we love about the Brightly Bowl, we kind of get to break all the rules. Mm-hmm. We bring an interactive theater element to us. We always made the audience to sort of feel like they're the uh, hostages. And maybe that'll be the same in this show, too. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, so no show is exactly the same as what you mean. It's interactive. You break the fourth wall. The audience gets yeah. involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so, Sean talks about this all the time. Sean has a rich history as well in mm-hmm. improv and local theater. And so I know in that what you do, you have to have a skeleton in place, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. have to have at least a structure, something to work around. But then, and I hate to overstate it, and I, 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 I want to kill myself for saying what I'm about to say, but it's almost like jazz in the sense that you have the structure, but you're allowed to riff. You're allowed to go up, go down, see where the vibe takes you. And then every once in a while, you have to set the script down because if all of a sudden this is taking you somewhere and everyone's feeling it, why would you say no to that? Is that fair? I, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That is, I mean, that's kind of been the... Uh, the the parlance of Die Hard for the last uh, it's it's been running for ten years now. We started uh, in December two thousand twelve. So That's this wild. Is, again, this, is this year, year anniversary jazz oh. concert that never ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, that's why I hated myself. That sounds like a living nightmare. No, but um, but, but I mean, like Die Hard is happening again this winter. Yeah, that is coming yeah. up. Yeah, that is coming up. We get some new cast members in there and some changes, but it's. Uh, Still the same old show, so. Fabulous. Well, I mean, before we circle back around and wrap up on your upcoming show here, We Only Murder in This Building at the Brian Lake Bowl coming up over the next couple of weekends, Die Hard's been happening, as you mentioned. This is your 10th year doing it. It's almost impossible. I've, I've been lucky enough to be in the cast a couple of times, yeah. right? As right. Santa Claus carrying an automatic weapon, which is only the tiniest sliver of the magic of this particular production. How would you, if someone's like, so you do this like diehard thing with the parody and the play and the stuff, what would you say to describe this to people? Because to me, and again, I was really having a self-help talk earlier. I need to get out of the house more. I need to see more theater. I need to see more comedy. I need to have more performance in my life in whatever form that takes. The last two times I've been there, I've watched most of it and then came in at the very end. What is, what is diehard to you? What, how would, how do you tell people what it's about? Well, when we started that, uh, the intention was, you know what, let's uh, let's do a Christmas tradition for the people that want to that want to party and have a good time, and I don't uh-huh. like that don't want to go to the uh, Christmas Carol every year and just be like, yeah, yes, this is the meaning of the holidays. I wanna, I wanna, I want the people that are gonna show up and uh, drink, have a good time, and say, what well, you know what, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We won't start that debate right here. Please, but, like, that's, I think it's been settled. Yeah, it? I think yeah. it's been settled. Or at least addressed a thousand if, times. If it's a Christmas movie, then so is Gremlins. That we is all remember absolutely that. true. Okay, then, yeah. then if, we're on the same page. And if Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then neither is Home Alone. So there you go. Oh, snap. Well done. Dropping serious dimes on the I've, Brian Oak show. I've been having this argument for 10 years, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but Die Hard is cool because it is a parody, but it also, what's great about it is I think parody only works when there's also, you guys were talking about space balls when you came in, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. The only way a parody works if there's also a fierce and believable loyalty to the core material, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you have to believe in it. You have to take it as canon. Then you can go ahead and fuck around with it, right? You can mess around with it. You can do whatever you want. And that's what your annual holiday special does. So that will be coming up again in December? That will be yeah. coming up in December. And it's uh, so it's funny you should mention that because when, when uh, Brad and I were conceiving this show, uh, the, the one coming up uh, in two weeks, I said, I kind of want to mimic 
that Steve Martin, Martin short special. And I want to take that energy and that cadence. And so we've really kind of dove into all those tropes in that thing. Yep. And uh, so this show is a little bit of a departure for Brad and I because it's um, sketch storytelling about our actual like biographies and, and our, our trials and tribulations in Los Angeles and the failures that led to us coming back. <laughs> nice. All roads lead to uh, the bowl. Exactly. It's and better to have loved and lost than to never to have loved at all. Right. And then, you know, so we've been, uh, we've been performing. Or so I've been told. For a long, long time in various different theaters. But you know what? The BLB is home. We only murder in this building. And that's the whole thing. And, yeah, so it's a lot of uh, story. And we go through our careers and whatnots. And, like, because I, I – the reason I know Brad is uh, I got hired to do a um, – to impersonate Jack Black at a uh, at a holiday uh, party for Ernst & Young. And they were doing an Oscar night theme. So they hired a bunch of local actors to – impersonate celebrities to be at the party. And this was high fidelity era, yeah, Jack yeah. Black saving Silverman. So I was just Yeah, I'm going, sorry, I didn't know it was Sad Bastard Day. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I got it. So I was just going around to people at the party going like, What's going on, MFs? and that kind of stuff. And so I met a buddy <laughs> <laughs> just be like, Oh, this cookie sucks ass. Alright. And so that kind of stuff. And then, this is one of my favorite stories I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not joking. Holy so shit. I do, too, I, I do like two impre- three impressions. I do that Jack Black just yelling. I do Jay Leno in the middle of a monologue. <laughs> did you hear about this? Is it kind of crazy? Brian Oak. All right. And then I do Al Pacino shopping at a Target. Oh, I love this. One. Because okay. I once saw Al Pacino when I was living in L.A. shopping at a Target. Fuck off. And I was like, this isn't real. And he was pushing his daughter around in a, in a cart. And she's like, I want to go see the toys. And then he's just kind of hunched over like like the dad. He goes, oh, you want to see the toys? <laughs> you want to go see the toys? I don't know. Do you think you're going to be able to see the toys? Did you behave right? And I'm like, oh, God, he's being a good father, but I also think he's going to kill her or something. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone heard from her recently? Do I we know so. that she's saying? So. I don't know. So anyway, uh, it was from that event that I met our mutual friend, uh, Jay Melcher, who introduced me to Brad, and then mm-hmm. Brad cast me in his staged uh, adaptation of Saved by the Bell at the Bryant Lake Bowl. There you go. And hold up. <laughs> hold the fuck up. We're going to need longer than 45 minutes. Man. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to wrap it up soon, but when you say Saved by the Bell, are you telling me that you played the actual characters in Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Yeah, we we just recreated it on stage, much like the real live Brady Bunch. No, I got or, it. Yeah, I just, no, yeah. no, I'm just I'm I'm letting it soak in right now. Wait. I'm having a hard time processing. It's Friday. It's the end of a long yeah. week. Yep. And what character did you perform? Why don't you give well, him a little bit of it? Clearly, we didn't market this very well. Exactly. If you're now just hearing about. It. We did this for about five years before it kind of overlapped a little. Kind of overlapped a little time. bit towards the end there, but yeah, I, I've never I, heard. It. And again, nothing personal. No, I, I just I don't get out much. I have okay. a tendency to keep my head down. Uh, I, I played Mr. Belding. Okay. Yeah. You got you to right. give him a little. Oh, get out I, there. Get, 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 I, get. I don't even. I can't yeah. even summon him. I. Uh, uh, hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? <laughs> 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 Either that. I wasn't ready to do Mr. Belding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad does impressions uh, on his own. He's a very good uh, impressionist. Yeah? You just <laughs> rattled off three of them there. Well, I, 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 three I more than compete. I knew I had. All right, Brad. And I'm not. I'm not. I hate putting people on the spot. Anything they do. 
What is your favorite impression to do? Maybe not even the one you're the best uh, at. What is your personal favorite to it, do it is, it's that be- you enjoy the it's most? It's between two. It's Adam West and has become Michael Caine. And Michael Caine, we kind of feature him in, in this show coming up. Yeah. Would, um, would, I, would I be putting you on the spot to ask you no, for no. a little taste <clears throat> of both? Because I love both those actors and they're so distinctive. Please. Well, first of all, Brian, <laughs> the first thing you want to do is when you meet an actor, you want to ask him a little bit about his process. Now, I have a certain process that I use where I like to break things down a little bit and break it down and be real quiet and real soft. And that adds to sort of the mystery. But then I go really loud and you're kind of surprised because I've suddenly lost my temper. <laughs> anyway. Fucking fabulous. Well, Perfect. A little, fabulous. Little bit of that. Perfect. Um, um, now, do you feel like you should have done Adam West first? Because that was a fucking banger well, right there. Maybe I should have. Um... Just yeah. a little, a little taste, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's, he's all right. Well, you know, when I first started acting, I took things very seriously, and I played things very dramatically, and I just found by just tweaking the voice a little bit, you know, things could be things could be funny, and Bat- <laughs> Batman could be funny. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, it's almost like he's a little drunk. A little bit. He brought that swagger to the situation. So I mean, to give I, you guys a little taste of the show, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you both seem delighted by that, yeah. there is a section in the show where uh, Brad does a uh, one-man production of 12 Angry Men, and it's it's 12 celebrities. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you really do all of them? Uh, I, I'm going to try. We're, we're try. We gotta Tell me the dates so again great. one more time. <laughs> October 7th, 8th, 14th, and 15th. And if people want PM. tickets, they go to bryantlakebowl.com? bryantlakebowl.com. Uh, yep, $15, uh, both online and at the door. Do either of you have social media outlets that you would like to pimp right now? Uh, I'm at Josh D. Carson on Twitter. You hit me up, yell at me, do All whatever right. you want to do. I have Twitter, you but have a Twitter, I, which, I don't think I've ever used it. Which we discovered as we were marketing the show. <laughs> Hell, Hell of a marketing job there, Brad. Yeah, I know. Hell of a marketing <laughs> job. Know. You're going to fit in great in the future. It's going to work out very, very well. The show is called We Only Murder in This Building. It's coming up to Brian Lake Bowl over the next couple of weekends. And, gentlemen, this has been delightful. Thank you very much for coming by. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Before we go, uh, we do want to thank Audio Quip. Uh, without them, we're talking into phones, and this show sounds like hot trash, like most podcasts out there do. But instead, <laughs> wow. we've got what was that? A, <laughs> Take that podcast! Yeah. I'm sorry, podcast <laughs> universe. Have you listened to a lot of podcasts? That, that gets me through my day. <laughs> well, I mean, the pr- the pro ones are amazing. This one's sort of mid level. There's some real hot garbage out there, like the and ones you, that summarize Family Matters episode by episode. Or well, oh, <laughs> man, you know. Jaleel or No Deal? Oh, I wow. <laughs> I think I stole that joke. Actually. That's I think a good that's one. An original. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, okay. Very good. See, I do impressions too, Sean. Yeah, that was really think? well done. Oh, that's, that's pretty contagious. Good. I love Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to put a fucking bow on this week, I'll tell you right now. And this show, thanks to Audio Quip, thanks to Smart Start, thanks to Moxie, thanks to everybody who came out last night to enjoy our Patreon event. So and great. thanks to all our Patreon supporters. We promise every couple months we're going to be knocking uh-huh. another one of these out at some point here. So stay involved. Stay tuned. Anybody who's ever shared, listened, subscribed, amplified in any way whatsoever, we literally could not do this without you. It's hard to imagine we're over 270 episodes in. And my thanks again to Josh and Brad. You as well, Sean. Thank you. Josh and Brad, before Thank we you go, gentlemen. you've got one more song 
the fuck's up with this one? Well, uh, this is kind of our, uh, I would say, the theme song to Brad and I's approach to every single project we ever uh, uh, involve ourselves in because we both have a mutual love of uh, the Muppets and Jim Henson and all that stuff. Go on. And we like kind of putting twists to everything. So uh, this is the Alkaline Trio with their rendition of Moving Right Along. And uh, this is what we, we've we been doing for our whole lives. We're going to keep doing it and uh, see you at the show. <laughs> Reach out and grab it Together we'll nab it We'll hitchhike, bust a yellow carrot Cabot? Moving right along And lose the fancy free Getting there is half the fun Come share it with me Moving right along We'll learn to share the load We don't need a map to get the show on the road Hey, that song is starting to sound better, Danny Moving right along We found a life on the highway credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 